Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today is our listener response show for the January questions of the week, the Dudes on Demand episodes, Dave. Mm -hmm. We're going to read through your responses and let you know what we think. Right. Our first episode was Before Sunrise, and the question was, what are your favorite movies that take place over a single day? Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of good stuff from Carly. And let's kick it off with her. She says, Hi dudes, I took some time with my favorite movies that take place in one day. There are so many great ones. Breakfast Club, Groundhog Day, Collateral, Panic Room. <laughs> but the one I rewatched the most is Training Day. It starts with a morning coffee and pretty much ends with a midnight assassination. <laughs> and I think that's top-notch single-day action. Right. That bathtub scene is brutal, but it's my favorite part of the movie. And Denzel, come on. We love him at breakfast and then root for him to get it by the end of the night. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on him. Love it. Thanks, dudes. Hear you soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, epic response, Carly. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And uh, training day here, here. Definitely an awesome one. Yes. Um, all the other ones, too. Breakfast Club, Groundhog's Day, I I feel like is just an obvious standout for right. a single day. Even though it's multiples of the same day, does that count as a single day? Well, I think what, it's what like would... it could be like ten thousand years. Ooh, you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's does it, it qualify on. for the single day topic? Yes, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, because it, even though it's the same day, like uh, repeated for that yeah. many times, I mean, yeah, it, it's still the same day. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. Collateral's an excellent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panic Room, I've never watched, honestly. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I have it, and I haven't watched it, so I need to get on that. Right. Um, on Facebook, Justin said, Do the Right Thing, 12 Angry Men, and La Haine. Yeah, those are good ones, too. 12 Angry Men, you know? Yeah, of course. Classic Do the Right Thing, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, Do the Right Thing is, is a very important movie. Uh, Finn chimed in. He said, I'd have to say Falling Down. Not many movies spring to mind when thinking of this question, but yeah, I'd say that movie. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think it wouldn't happen, but in our current world where it feels like there are cons- are consistent issues, it feels like some people might just be one bad day away from spiraling into insanity. Dude, I mean, like, yeah, it's it, 4chan has told us there's millions of them. <laughs> and if they're all Michael Douglas, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if they're all as formidable as him? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um Xavier chimed in on Facebook, said Collateral. Yeah. Chris said, Oscar, one of my favorite comedies ever. I have never seen Oscar. You haven't seen Oscar? No, I haven't seen Oscar. Dude, I saw Oscar in the theater. What? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it awesome? Um, at the time, I thought it was quite <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And and I mean, like, I... Is it still worth a watch? I gotta, I gotta think that there is... Because I remember Peter Riegert and Chaz Palminteri as, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone's two, like... Uh, like hatchet men. Okay. Um, and I just remember them as it was, it was truth be told. It was my first exposure to like organized crime to like mafia okay. stuff on film. I hadn't seen the Godfather yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Oscar was my first foray. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. I yeah. Guess, right. <laughs> um, Trevor chimed in, said the longest day, the original D day movie and a pretty accurate account of the actions and operations of that historical day is told from both sides. Oh, and we mustn't forget Ferris Bueller's Day Off either. Naturally, of course, yes. Um, Rick chimed in with Training Day, another one there. Mike uh, made several comments. He said, Dazed and Confused is one of my favorite movies. I love this question, by the way. Silent House Silent House is a trippy movie shot in a one-er style. I've never heard of Silent House, have Mm, you? No. I have to check that out. Friday, 
Also another great one-day movie. Yes. I hope you don't mind me spamming this question, by the way. Oh my god, I almost forgot my number one movie of all time. I think it takes place in one-day spy game. Um, and then on Instagram, Mosmia Metal says, Falling Down, Magnolia, and Superbad. Nice. Um, I, I forgot that Superbad was a single day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Sun and Air said, Hitchcock's Rope, Dave. Dude. Yes. There you go. Wonderful. It's talking my language right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what do you got? Well, uh, yeah, um, I I know that Rope, it might not be Hitchcock's best movie, but it's the one that I've seen the most times. And there's just something about it that makes me return to it yeah. over and over again. Um, and I also love Magnolia, of course. That's one of those movies that I yep. think we could probably do multiple episodes on. Yeah. Um, a whole series of shows where we just go minute by minute. That would you know? be fun to re- revisit Magnolia. Yes, it would. Um but of course I'll return to New York city for my picks. Um, and Martin Scorsese's after hours, uh, which I'm sure I've brought up before yeah. on other answers, um, along with the taking of Pelham one, two, three, uh, the original yep. 1974 film from Joseph Sargent. And then my last choice is, uh, Spike Lee's 25th hour. Uh, Oh, I almost put that on there. Nice. Yeah. yeah great movie. Yeah. I mean, over the years it's become a, a massive critical success and, I will talk about that ending for the rest of my life. Uh, it's so devastating and so powerful. And you'll just be blubbering in front of everybody. You know, I can't oh, praise man. it enough. Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. is, oh, I can't watch him in that the scene in the bathroom. I know. With uh, or Anna, yeah, Paquin, Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I can't. I know. You, you hate that. Uh, I, and I, I, I want to punch Barry Pepper's lights out when, yeah. when, he, when he insults uh, Rosario Dawson. Yes. Um, and... And like, you would break your, your fingers on his chin though. <laughs> I know it's made of granite. <laughs> um, some of my picks, I, dog day afternoon. Nice. Uh, yeah, very you got good. Pacino and Casales in there. Yeah. Sidney Lumet. You can't go wrong with yep. them. I mean, dude, one of the funniest things I have ever, ever heard is in this movie. When he asks Sal, like what, what country you want to go to? And he goes, <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> It's the funniest line in any movie, and it's not a comedy. And I forget where he thinks the Howard Johnson is. Is it in Wyoming, uh, or is it somewhere I, like in the in like the non-extradition country? I already I got a Howard Johnson there. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's one. High Noon is a good one. Nice. Gary yeah. Cooper. Right. Grace Kelly. Um, and speaking of that, Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, one one night. You so know. So cool. Yeah. Great one. Um, yeah, those are all great answers, guys. So thanks for that one. That was right. sweet. Right. Uh, the next episode from January was being there and it is, what are your favorite final performances? Carly wrote in again, said Heath Ledger's Joker in the dark night. As long as that film is, I rewatch it anyway. Um, and on <laughs> yes. Facebook, Finn said, my answer for this may be basic, but Daniel Day Lewis in Phantom Thread. I hope he enjoys his retirement in peace. Um, that's, it, that's really great, actually, because yeah. like I hadn't thought I was of thinking just, of death. I know, yeah, but not retirement. Someone just doesn't want to act anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's so, a final. Performance. So you wouldn't pick Sean Connery, though, right? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was his final picture, wasn't it? It was, uh, and Gene Hackman retired with Welcome to Mooseport. You yeah. know, um, okay, which is uh, it's not a great film, yeah. but like he retired because he just had had it with Hollywood. Yeah, and know? his performance is good. Yeah, you know, right. But um, yeah, League of Extraordinary, and of course, you know, <laughs> super double ultra fuck Sean Connery for other reasons. Yes, exactly. Um, and then Justin said, uh, Peter Finch and Network and Carol Lombard, to be or not to be. Those are fantastic yeah. choices. Yeah, excellent. Um, 
my picks, uh, my number one was Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. I just freaking love that movie and that performance. Yeah. But really, one I, I didn't expect many people would pick would be Harry Dean Stanton in Lucky. Came out a, a few <laughs> years ago, maybe five years ago. Yeah, and, uh, that's a fantastic it's movie. Fantastic. Yes. Just this old, uh, angry, grumpy man walking around this small town with a grudge on his shoulder. Yes. Um, and there's it's some wonderful stuff, man. Um, yeah. John Carroll Lynch directed. I know that that was when I, when I saw the trailer for lucky, um, I was so anxious to see it. And then at the end of the trailer, it said directed by John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. I'm seeing <laughs> I'm that. Mo- exactly. Right. You got me now. <laughs> and David Lynch is in the movie yeah. talking about a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh man. Um, and yeah. And, uh, my, my personal favorite was, uh, speaking of David Lynch was Richard Farnsworth in the straight story. Um, oh my gosh. You know, it's just, I, I still can't believe that movie exists. You know, I'm um, not going to lie. It's, it's one of my favorite of his movies. Oh, it's it just is. Oh, so good. I, I know. Absolutely. Mine I've, too. I've argued with it being my favorite. It's just yeah. so good. It is from, from, I mean, every frame of it. And when I first saw it, I kept waiting for something horrific and grotesque Me to too. happen. Yeah. You know, cause it's David Lynch, but it never does. It's and just a G rated I feel good, but it's not really feeling too good, but it feel it's a feeler good movie than a normal David Lynch movie. It's you know? for adults. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For those who don't know, if you're not familiar with it, this was like Scott said, it's a G rated 1999 film directed by David Lynch. That was based on the true story of this guy, Alvin Strait, a world war two veteran who wants to go and see his dying brother played by Harry Dean yeah. Stanton. Um, but because he has trouble walking and he's almost blind, um, he can't drive a car, so he has to drive from Iowa to Wisconsin on a lawnmower. Um, again, everybody, uh, get ready for more blubbering because you will cry for like an like an idiot yeah. for two hours. It's, it's, oh gosh, you'll cry a bunch. Yeah, and then at the end, you'll cry harder than you expected to. It, it is so good. It is draining. I know it, it's great, and um, I mean, I wouldn't even call it draining though. Like I felt like it was uplifting. Oh, it was. Yeah, very much. You know, so. but because you're, you, you're exhausted from the tear ducts, you're physically too exhausted. Hard. Yeah. Exactly. Because you, you've you've lost a lot of fluids. You know. Yeah, yeah you gotta uh, rehydrate. Right. Um, and about Richard Farnsworth, he he'd been an actor and stuntman for many years, and at age seventy nine, he finally got his first starring role, and. Most tragically, he was stricken with terminal cancer and he was actually sick during the filming. Yeah. And about a year later, he committed suicide. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, Dang. I mean, even though Richard Farnsworth is a really sad story, he couldn't have done better in his final days, you know, and he'll always be remembered and celebrated. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was nominated for Best Actor at the at the Oscars in 1999. Um, and unfortunately, he lost to yeah. Kevin Spacey. Um, Oof. And... It's it's still just like really eats at you when you see this movie, God, everybody. Dude. You will be like, you already hate Kevin Spacey, and you'll hate him even more I wa- because you'll be oh, like, God. this movie is so good. I watched L.A. Confidential again mm-hmm. recently, and I I felt so awful watching Kevin Spacey. Oh, I know. Right? Well, I, I didn't feel too bad, but I was like, because it's an excellent movie. But um, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like him, that he's a good guy. Yeah, I feel culpable. He won the Oscar that year for American Beauty. Yeah. And I, I wasn't mad at him for winning, and I wasn't mad at him for beating Richard Farnsworth. I am now. Yeah. You know, because of his <laughs> deeds. Exactly. Um, and I was talking to somebody about L.A. Confidential just the other day. Um, yeah, I think on Facebook it we was, had a little yeah. conversation going. Yeah. Something like that. It was Yeah, it was uh, one of the listeners. It was Trevor, I believe. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, all right. So where are we at now? Um, We're on Midsommar, Dave. Yes. It's a wonderful place to be. Um, what are your favorite movies about cults? Uh, again, Carly bringing in the guns here. Favorite movie about a cult is The Believers with Martin Sheen from 1987. <laughs> That's a deep cut, Carly. Martin awesome. Sheen is so good. so good in that film, and it was shocking at the time for teenage me. <laughs> in our house, horror movies were the favorites, so I have to give mad props to Rosemary's Baby and The Wicker Man, but those are probably on my list, on many lists. The Believers was a bit of a sleeper that'll slap your face. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen the Believers. Um, I saw it a long time ago, and when when I hadn't thought about it until like since I saw it, and it was like, oh, that's right, the Believers. Yeah, that's that is real. I say it's a deep cut. It's like, I mean, that goes. That's not even. That's not giving her enough credit. That's a that's a one hell of a pull. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, on Facebook, uh, WN Movie Talk podcast chimed in. They said, I can't think of many movies about cults except maybe Louis Thoreau's Scientology movie. But I did hear that DiCaprio was signed to play Jim Jones in a film about the Jonestown Massacre. That I would love to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that'd no, be no something. Doubt. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it, geez, it's it's going to happen. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he will do it because uh, like we've had one good movie about like uh, uh, Powers Booth played uh, Jim Jones in a, in a TV ver- uh, movie like back in, I think, right after the tragedy happened. Yeah, I think um, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but we need we need another, and it was good. But but I think like a Leonardo DiCaprio one that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that, yeah. Add a little more name to it. Yes. Um, Facebook again. Brandy chimed in. Uh, wrote a few paragraphs here, but let's go. Not a huge cult movie fan. It may be this one referring to Midsommar. I did do a quick Google search. I wasn't thinking of any others. Once upon a time in Hollywood popped up. Different take, but it still works. It may be that one. The end is just so satisfying. And then she goes on. Unpopular, I'll defend my upcoming answer. <laughs> the following may be my favorite in the franchise. I watched it the most as a kid, and it had things that really interested me. The creepy crawlies and the rituals, the kid, etc. To an extent, it fits with the cults, much like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's dancing on the fringes. Drum roll. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah, that qualifies. It, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, it, a, it's it about a cult. Definitely does, man. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, she has one more here that kind of dances on the fringes. The Devil's Advocate. The end. The ending infuriates me. I can't love that movie. Uh, <laughs> then you can kind of add in The Firm. She said. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, four movies there. Right. Uh, all. All qualify. Yes. The The Firm, especially. I just think of like to think of like Wilfred Brimley as a cult leader is it, it amuses me. Like more. I totally yeah. forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the sentence Wilf, Wilfred Brimley as a cult leader. <laughs> Is a sentence I want to hear more of. That's right, dude. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you want your life to be. We might have to do the firm just because of that sentence. Right. Um, Finn also chimed in and said, can I say hot fuzz and the neighborhood watch? Wow. <laughs> Not really about a cult, but features one. The greater good. Yeah. Other than this one, dudes, my cult movie watching knowledge is severely lacking. Plenty of good recommendations here. Exactly. Get get all those going and then just watch hot, watch hot fuzz again. Just, just put that on in the background while you're watching these <laughs> yes. other movies. Um, and on Instagram, Justin chimed in. He said, Dragnet. Man, I, I I was so excited when I saw the Dragnet response because like I, my brother and I have been like talking about Amel Muzz. It's just been a running inside Is that joke. Like the name from them. It's a or? name of the okay. of the cult leader okay. in the movie. We, we've been talking about Amel Muzz. 
It, it, no one else in, on earth, including the cast of this movie, <laughs> probably remembers that name, but it's been a running joke yeah, right. with me and my brother. Go up to Tom Hanks and say that and he, see what he says. I mean, I mean, yeah, he would, he'd no clue. Yeah. He'd, he'd be completely rudderless. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what are your answers for this, Dave? Um, so, yeah, uh, Ty West made two movies about cults that I liked. Uh, one was an early episode of ours called The House of the Devil. Yes. Uh, in which satanic panic was proven justified. I rewatched that recently. Isn't it great? It's so good. Yes. Um, and the other was uh, Sacrament which was uh, a recreation of the Jonestown cult uh, that yeah. we mentioned, um, but presented as like a vice documentary. And um, some people didn't like that framing device, but yeah. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that the rest of the movie makes up for if you don't like that piece of it. Right. Um, and I also recently watched the devil's reign from 1975 where Ernest Borgnine is the high priest of Satan. And that's the movie where Anton LaVey was a technical advisor. Um, it's got really cool visuals and costuming. Um, and you know how much I love devil worship in general. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I just am right. I can immerse myself in it for some reason. I don't know. It not because I love it's, the devil because it's, it's just, fascinating. It is. It interests me. I lent Dave a documentary I had on DVD about the occult <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Satan, the church of Satan. <laughs> yes. And it was like, it was so <laughs> like, it was so terrifyingly familiar with some of the propaganda that I had I to watch when I was a kid. It, it was like Dateline from 1989. Yeah. Like, it, that's what it felt like. And and this is like like professionally produced documentaries, like passing off, you know, wild stories with of, of like satanic <laughs> activity with no proof. Yes. And I mean, like the, the most horrific things you've ever heard, allegations being... and. There's not the slightest truth to any of it. <laughs> and it was like fed to us. Right. Yeah. Still incredible. Satanic panic. Dude. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, like thankfully there's better movies though. Get out features. One of yes. the most frightening cults ever assembled. And it seems entirely plausible too. Um, and then of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene, um, is a solid movie. Uh, mm-hmm. and it also was what gave Elizabeth Olsen her start in dramatic roles. And then the wicker man and society, are both legendary for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, one is the tasteful meditation on pagan rituals and the other is society. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go listen to our episode yes. to find out more. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I got those on my list too. Society and the wicker man. Um, and then Rosemary's baby. We had mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Suspiria is one I was thinking Dude, of. How did I miss Even Suspiria? though it's kind of like witches, it's yes. still like a cult. Right. Um, a coven is a cult. Yes. Uh, but my favorite is probably The Village from M. Night Shyamalan. I, I, I like that movie a lot. I know people hate on it a lot. I think it's one of those 50-50 type movies. Um, some people think that's the breaking point of his career where it kind of was like, okay, it's a little too much. I thought it was excellent. Why did they think that? I don't know. Because I don't know. To me, it felt very much like a peer of his previous movies. You know, I agree. Like it can stand. I with think them. it's better than some of his previous, like Do you? Okay. signs. I think yeah. it's better than signs. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know why people turned on him. They just do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, cause I, I understand like his later films, like they, they didn't hold. They, so, yeah. You know. Some of them started to kind of just suck. Right. Yeah. But I think the village is a, is a pretty good effort. Um, and I mean, the, the only thing that's like maybe a problem, I, I know that it's, it's not good for, an actor to play a disabled character. And, right. and that's, that's part of it. If you want to criticize that, I I'm okay with it. But the story, I, right. I, I think it's, I think it's dynamite. And you get Michael Pitt. 
Dude, I mean, I'm yeah. I you Come yes, on. of course. Michael Pitt, like <laughs> he's he doesn't he's not dressed like Jeff Hardy in, in this movie. Right, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not the whole cast is great in that, right. but um yeah, that's my pick there. Cool. All right, let's move on to the hunger. What are your favorite movies about strange medical phenomenon? Carly chimed in. She said, hi, dudes. For the question of the week, I made a list of all the movies I've seen with medical phenomena. <laughs> I even polled my coworkers. Wow. She's that, going the extra mile here. Yes, that is so cool. It's spreading the word, too. She then adds, and most of them were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenon. Lucy. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Outbreak. Jack. Big. I Am Legend. <laughs> she, she also wrote, I almost went with that one. Any superhero movie but Iron Man. Okay. She then said, I think most people will suggest Benjamin Button, so I'm gonna I'm going with the Dead Zone because Christopher Walken and my beloved Martin Sheen. There you go, <laughs> right. PS I know you're I know you are dudes on movies, but after last week's podcast I want to mention BBC's Dracula miniseries from twenty nineteen. If you haven't seen it. It's so much fun that I'm rewatching it. That okay. sounds great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um I like those movies. the movies pointed out some good ones well um, i think that there, there's so much imagination to her picks i mean like th- to to say that big is about strange medical phenomenon yeah i mean it kind of is especially when you consider that like uh josh baskin <laughs> um ages uh 20 years and then he ages backwards so right. he experiences probably six months of adulthood um including all that goes with it yeah sexual uh adventure um, uh, boardroom shenanigans. Yeah. And he has to go back to being 13 and try to forget what he's already experienced. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Right. It, it's, <laughs> it, that movie needs to needs some serious explanation. So big really is it's, it's Jack, but then Benjamin button. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's both. <laughs> it is. It's a dark movie. Yes. You know? Um, Zoltar is not a nice man. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> and by the way, the movie Lucy is so terrible. <laughs> Don't watch that movie. It is awful. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, on Facebook, uh, W movie talk podcast chimed in again, and said another good episode, guys, not always a fan of Tony Scott, but this sounds in- intriguing. And in answer to your question, two springs spring to mind. The Awakenings, which I guess is more about a rare treatment, and then Unbreakable. Samuel L. Jackson's Fragile Bones was a pretty horrendous ailment. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, Finn chimed in, also said, the only one I can seem to think of is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um, yeah, uh, I I like that movie. Benjamin it's, Button? It's pretty good. Oh, I mean, do people it, not like it? I, I don't know. No, it's I, 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 I think I, it's just weird, and yeah. people are put off by weird sometimes. Yeah, um, I, I just remember it being um, a, a big like uh, critical darling, at what yeah, can, you know, yeah. and and it was a hit too, and it was it was like it had all kinds of uh, you know Oscar right. uh, nominations and everything. Um, I think it was Brad Pitt's first Best Actor nomination. Oh, it was really yes. okay, um, and I think it was kind of not what you expected Fincher to do. No, yeah, right. It, it was more uplifting than things he had done before, yeah. even though it was this kind of still kind of a little bit weird. Um, but it's still, yeah, it was unfincher. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, one of the, I had a bunch of these of mine, but I also put down, uh, Todd Browning's freaks from 1932. Yeah. Um, very much. So. Which if you guys haven't seen it, I would suggest watching it. It's a good movie. Um, you could argue it is exploiting some people, but yeah. I don't really think it is 
to to an extent that people say. Um, I mean, in the end, it's trying to it's trying to show them for the, they're, they're the good guys. Exactly, they're they're the sympathetic figure. Yeah, right. Uh, the woman is the yeah the bad the villain, guy right in the movie. she's the like so um but yeah that that's what i put down what do you got dave um i have uh no this is a hard one um but what first came to mind for me was like a good portion of david cronenberg's filmography you know yes um carly already mentioned the it's dead easy. Zone, you know yeah. but like <laughs> you've got dead ringers uh the brood scanners the fly rabid uh it, see seek out rabid everybody yeah uh, and watch a movie about in which Marilyn Chambers has a, a, a killer armpit. Yes. Strange movie. Yes. You know, um, and then Crimes of the Future just a couple of years ago. Oh, my gosh. You know, that movie uh, is something. Yes. He likes exploring <laughs> body horror and unusual sexual events. Yeah. Um, I, I, like no other. Uh, and then one of the more recent movies that I don't think gets enough credit of his is A Dangerous Method. Um, it's where Freud and Jung share a patient who goes from being in Jung's care because she's considered mentally ill to becoming a famous doctor and psychiatrist herself. Um, it's an excellent movie and it's uh, my favorite Kira Knightley performance. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of his most mature stories. Um, and, and I was just, I was so blown away by Kira Knightley because I went to see it because it's got Michael Fassbender and Viggo Mortensen as yeah. Freud and Jung. And you're there. That's what you're yeah. paying the ticket for. And then emerges Kira Knightley as like the best character in the movie. Was she established at this point? She like, was. Okay. But, but like she was still, and she was on the poster and everything. You knew she was in it, but right. it was still like, kind of like what you're, it was almost like a, like heat, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> in in heat val kilmer's awesome but he doesn't he doesn't emerge as the star right you know um in this one kira knightley uh like yeah I, she's awesome i don't think i've ever seen it oh man yeah i, I got great throw that on yes all right sweet uh one more dave we've got old boy from 2003 yes what cinematic plot twist did you find the most surprising and carly is in here again with a doozy <laughs> right good morning dudes <laughs> Uh, movies with great plot twists turn out to be a big list for me. So hard to choose one. Narrowed it down to the one I didn't see coming at all and the one I rewatched the most. The Usual Suspects. Uh, speaking of Kevin Spacey again, I know, right? yeah. exactly. Um, we're all along for the ride from the first voiceover and we believe until Kevin Spacey unclubs his club foot and untwists his hand to use his Zippo. Yeah, it's an all-time great twist, right? <laughs> um, others that are just as good but less shocking. Frailty. Fallen, The Game, my second choice, as implausible as it is, Sean Penn's performance is superb. Others I think everyone will pick, Shawshank Redemption, read the book, so not a surprise for me, is what she wrote, yeah. uh, Primal Fear, Sixth Sense, keep up all the fun. And this isn't a plot twist per se, but the entire theater I was in reacted the same way at the same time when Heath Ledger's character shoots himself in Monster's Ball. A collective open mouth intake of breath, and then it was completely silent for seconds that felt like a minute. No one saw that coming. No one. And I hope I didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> but yeah, all her all her picks here are great. Shawshank is awesome. Yes. Primal Fear. I, the whole we did a whole episode on that. Sixth Sense. It, frailty even. Um, yeah. Underrated. Yeah. I I watched it and kind of expected something else. Um, but what it gave me was. Really good. Yeah. I, I like Frailty a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Facebook, Alan posted 
an image from the original Planet of the Apes movie. Nice. <laughs> so if you don't know the twist on that one, we're not going to spoil it. <laughs> um, Trevor says one of the best had to have been The Sixth Sense. Watched it again recently with my son to see if he'd see it, and he still didn't, which really surprises me because when you rewatch it, it's just so obviously set up. The car crash scene just before the reveal threw him off the scent. He was like, oh, Bruce Willis has been killed, and now he's going to see him. Clever stuff. One of the most satisfying twists, though, is the Rolo Tomasi ploy in L.A. Confidential. That's that's the conversation. That's it. Yeah, yep. okay, that's what we were talking was. about. Yeah. yeah, this is Trevor. Even the author of the book w- wish he thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. When that when that scene right. happens, when Kevin Spacey says Rolo uh-huh. Tomasi, you're yeah. like, oh. You know, he. <sighs> and then okay. when James Cromwell says it, yes. it's like, oh. Yes. <laughs> and, and I mean, I obviously like uh, just just like the disclaimer of disclaimers. Fuck Kevin Spacey. Yes. But here we go. Um, when he when he says that before he said after he says Rolo Tomasi, he he goes. <laughs> he he uses his last breath to do a really like mocking laugh yeah. toward James Cromwell. Yep. And yeah. When when James Cromwell walks up to Guy Pearce and says Rolo Tomasi, it's all it, two words yeah. revealed everything. So good. I mean, I mean, it's so great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Finn chimed in on Facebook also. Other than Old Boy, it has to be the usual suspect's final scene. Finding out who Kaiser Soze is, and when the detective pieces it all together, looking at the wall as it cuts to Spacey lighting a cigarette without his limp, what an ending, dudes. Mm-hmm. The first Saw movie, too. When he gets up off the floor, I was like, holy shit, he was there the whole time, and then he locks him in there. <laughs> I was shocked, too. Actually. Me, too. I, I was I, in the yeah, theater being yeah. like, <gasps> yeah, I know. Let's play a game. <laughs> yes, you know, or yes. A Triple H theme song right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finn also says seven, two. Maybe Kevin Spacey has best plot twists. He certainly has one in reality, which was shocking, too. Oh, Finn, Finn, Finn. I I, I did not know this was going to turn into an episode where we talked so much about the life and career of Kevin Spacey, but here we are. Do you remember when on our old website I was reviewing every episode of house of cards as yes. it was released yes i regret that now dude i mean you, how could you have known how could you have known yes how could i you know i mean i stopped t- after season two right i, I think I, he stopped after season two also <laughs> well he, unfortunately he didn't it, he went like three more oh did he it was like oh, it was like i, I thought I, robin wright took over after like the no it, i don't know it was like season four or five because he, he it went on Okay. And and right. like cuz I think Anthony Rapp uh like revealed it in like late 2016. Okay. It was cuz it was right after the the uh Harvey Weinstein thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It just God. Man. Yeah. All right. Let's not talk about Kevin Spacey anymore. Agreed. Let's uh talk about my picks here, I guess. Um I, I also put down The Village as a great plot twist. Any Shyamalan movie. Yeah. It, it's every, we've in. listed 20 of them here yes. basically. Um but one I always think of is the prestige from Christopher Nolan. Like, yeah, that is something no sane person would think would be what is happening <laughs> in know, that film. I know. And, and, and I, I thought, okay, how is this going to re- like, uh, yeah. How are they doing this? Yeah. Cause I, and I can't, I'm not a person who can figure out magic tricks anyway. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I just thought, okay, when they, when they tell us how this is actually happening, it's going to, I know it's going to be surprising. And then when it happens, you're like, no, God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, and it makes total sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. David Bowie. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> he's played Nikola Tesla. He's played Pontius Pilate. He's played Andy Warhol. Yeah. Um, yeah. He specializes in just like in niche acting uh, in which he steals uh, scenes from from big time actors. Yeah. I mean, David Bowie. Awesome. And right. Yep, the Hunger. Go watch that, everybody. Right. Uh, what's your pick, Dave? Uh, well, uh, recently, Jordan Peele did it again with us. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, in that film, Lapita Nyong'o is not exactly who she says she is or even who she thinks she is, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> and, uh, it, it's, it's like, it's weird because the, the twist ending works on her as well. Um, and you know, when you find out the truth, it is, it is a really amazing yeah, twist. I didn't you know? see that coming. Right. Um, Arrival, uh, Denis Villeneuve. Oh yeah, um, with Amy Adams. Uh, I mean, that was a really surprising and touching. How film. it was like the the, the time twist yes. thing at the end. Yes. Yeah, I mean, her character knows that her family is going to face tragedy about ten years from now, but she marries her fiance anyway so that she can experience love and happiness even for a short time. Yep. Um, it's really something, and like I just again, I was just sitting there going, "Oh my god," you know. Yeah. I, I I'm. It's happening again, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, Alan had mentioned Planet of the Apes. It's been yeah. spoiled for for generations right, of moviegoers, yeah. you know. But but people still see it and they revel in the twist because the movie has so much to say. And um, it's also such an achievement in science fiction. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, even it was groundbreaking. Yes, it's um, still a good movie. And I I mean I, I still watch it once every couple of years. Um, there, there's a disc I have at home like behind the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. That's like a two hour documentary that AMC made back in like 1999. Nice. And I still watch it like all the time because it's just like it's got the cast and everything, and you get to hear Ricardo Montalban and um and Kim Hunter, you know, talking about how she was blacklisted and that's why she's in the movie. And it's like that's that's awesome, Man. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Chinatown, obviously. That's, oh. Yeah, you know that's special for our show because <laughs> what with all the incest and whatnot, you know. <laughs> Man, uh, it just we we're trying to go it. two weeks in a row without it. Right, uh, I don't know if it'll it'll ever happen. We'll never go straight. It's just it's you know <laughs> we live a life of crime and that's who we are. Man, um, I think and Carly mentioned the game already, but I think it's my favorite because when I first saw that movie, I couldn't believe what Michael Douglas was up against. Yeah, um, you know and. Yeah. I couldn't come up with any answers for how he was going to get out of this jam. Right. Like, like at one point his, he figures, he figures out that his lawyer is in on it and he's just like, Oh shit. And then, <laughs> and then at that moment too, he starts to like, kind of uh, like he's, he's going, his mind is getting all fuzzy because he realizes Deborah Kara Unger has poisoned him. Yeah. And he's like, Oh shit. You know I mean? <laughs> and I was like, how's how's this gonna work right the whole world's against him literally the entire world my you know? favorite thing about the movie is how he just kind of accepts it at the end <laughs> <laughs> yes go back know. to sean penn he's like oh I, yeah thank you i know he thank you for him. the experience and then yeah. they, and then they have to like and then there's the matter of the bill yeah you right know, yeah it's like, it's pretty funny yeah. three million bucks to be tortured to madness <laughs> i mean uh, yeah what, the rich everybody how many people fall through a skylight and survive <laughs> Live to tell the tale. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh man, and he 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 does recover pretty quickly from the ordeal. Yes, you know, because um, they, I mean, Pollux Troy didn't. <laughs> well, he yeah. didn't have an airbag though. He didn't have crash pads to That's land. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Sean Penn wasn't there to <laughs> to pop to greet the him. Yeah, <laughs> with some champagne. <laughs> Uh, and that movie has twists within twists. So like shopping wise, it's also a real bargain for you. 
You know, you, you're getting everything with that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hopefully you guys like what we... Well, we did here. I, yes. I think we had a lot of good ones on this. I think so, Tons too. Tons of yeah. them. All kinds right. of different stuff. So that's awesome. And thank you guys for all your answers, as always. Um, and just keep them coming. Like, just send us your whole list. You know, like, right Pull your coworkers. Exactly. <laughs> Do all that stuff. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, that that's awesome. Keep, <laughs> keep it up, everybody. All right. So that wraps it up. Thank you for the responses. It's a great time, as always. Uh, Dave, why don't you let them know where they can reach us? Yes, Facebook, uh, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, And stay tuned until next month when we respond to February's questions. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.